it was something I made for myself. Um, I didn't ever really intend to sell it. Um, I only started selling it when I realized that other people really wanted this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. My name is Kath Hughes and I am a coach here at WP Elevation and I run a WordPress design and development agency based in Sydney, Australia. So today I'm delighted to announce that our feature guest this week is Laura Elizabeth. So Laura is a designer turned product creator and she runs a Design Academy, which is a course aimed at helping developers conquer their fear of design. But that's not enough feathers for her bow. Laura is also the creator of Client Portal, which integrates with WordPress to help you manage your client projects. We're going to be talking about Laura's learnings regarding both the client experience and about functionality and usability in design and how important it is for developers to understand these concepts. We're also going to be touching on her software solutions and her course. So I'm pretty excited about this interview view and I hope you enjoy it as well. Stay tuned. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor GoDaddy Pro who help us make this all possible. But instead of just giving you a spiel about how great GoDaddy Pro is, we thought it would be more interesting to introduce you to a GoDaddy Pro customer, a WordPress consultant just like you, and see what kind of work they're doing with their clients and the impact they're having on their community. As a GoDaddy Pro, Lisa of Collective Discovery works with over 200 clients to manage their websites. And one of her favorite is HERS Breast Cancer Foundation, a website she did for this nonprofit that is having a big impact in their community. Well, I'm a freelance uh, website designer here in Northern California, and uh, I have a special passion for working with nonprofits. The Hearst Breast Cancer Foundation is a super favorite project of mine. I started with them about 15 years ago. I met the founder at a local coffee shop, and we started talking, and me being me said, where's your website? Website? It's like, how can you run this organization without a website? And so we got together, and uh, they were actually running out of a bedroom and a house at that point in time. And today they have uh, two large facilities at uh, local uh, regional hospitals. The website reaches the community at large. They have many sponsors now throughout the Bay Area. I'll give you an example. They run uh, an annual 5K, 10K walk, which is a fundraising event. And all the registration is now done online. So there have been years where there have been a thousand people at that event when the first one maybe had 40 people. It's been very gratifying to be part of that organization for for many years and being behind the website that helps them do their work. As I said before, I'm managing quite a few websites and some of the tools that uh, GoDaddy provides, especially pro clients, lets me really keep the big picture right in front of me every day. And where can people uh, see more about the foundation, more about you? So it's hersbreastcancerfoundation.org. That's easy. Uh, I'm Collective Discovery. That's my business, collectivediscovery.com. For more information about GoDaddy Pro, visit godaddy.com pro for tools to support your business. Okay, now let's get back to the show and see if we can help you take your WordPress consulting business to the next level. Hi there, my name is Kath Hughes from WP Elevation and I am thrilled today to be interviewing Laura Elizabeth. Laura is a designer turned product creator and is the brains and brawn behind an excellent piece of software called Client 
portal, which integrates with WordPress to help you manage your clients' projects. Laura also runs designacademy.io, which helps develop it developers conquer their fear of design. Laura, welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is and what your focus is these days. Yeah, so I'm a, I've been a designer for the past seven years. Um, I've been freelancing. I started off in an agency and then after about a year or so, um, I became freelance. Um, been doing that for about seven years now. And recently, this last year, I've transitioned into products. So as you mentioned, I sell a WordPress plugin called Client Portal. Um, I'm also teaching developers how to design in a super non-pretentious, non-fluffy <laughs> way, which is uh, quite the feat, but um, it's going really well. Um, awesome. I, yeah, I still do the odd consulting, the odd design work um, now and again. Um, but luckily now, it's just that's just when I get a really cool project and uh, just trying to keep my head in the game there. Yeah, you're just getting to pick and choose. That's a nice position to be in, I have to say. So I just, before we crack into some real questions for you, I just wanted to let our audience know that the key points from this episode will be put together into our show notes on our podcast page. So any links mentioned will also be uh, noted on that page. So um, you don't need to take any notes and we're going to let you know how to find Laura, her plugin and how to stalk her on social on our podcast page. So just stay tuned and we'll, uh, get all that information to you after this. So Laura, designers, developers, and client experience all in the same sentence. That's biting off a little bit more than many of us can chew. Um, before we talk about the software and your course, can you tell us a bit about your experience with clients and some of the ways that you think us designers and developers can help build better client relationships and maybe some of the easy wins that you've got? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like I said, I've been working with clients for the past seven years and what I came to realize is that, um, most of my income came from repeat work. It came from referrals. And I think that's really common for a lot of designers and developers. Yeah. So what I, what I thought as a part of my strategy, um, and also because it's fun, is it's a really good idea to give your clients a really memorable experience. And another reason I really like doing that is because, as I mentioned, I came from an agency background. And when I became freelance, I felt that I was at a little bit of a disadvantage because I came from an agency who had these beautiful studios, beautiful offices, clients could come in, they could, um, you know, just enjoy the space. They could have meetings where we'd have like yep. buffets of food there. Oh. Um, and it was really nice, but um, I didn't feel like I had that as a freelancer. I couldn't really bring them to my home where I was working. Um, so I really focused on giving them a really memorable, I called it agency um, experience. So I could, you know, stand out and, you know, get those clients. I love that. I, um, I recently actually uh, thought about that a little bit myself when I've been um, running these new, this new kind of uh, way that I've been running my web design projects and I've started, you know, catering and bringing people um, food because they come in for a whole day. And so it, it made me think way more about that whole experience that people have and having 
previously worked in a big digital media agency before. Um, it's not quite the rock star experience that some of our, our bigger clients were, were used to where, you know, they come in, there was almost a green room, there was a coffee machine, you know, it was, they're kind of made to feel like a VIP. So it's kind of cool that you've, you've started thinking about how to scale that down, but still make it, make them feel special and give them um, something to remember when they are starting to work with you. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I really enjoy doing it. And the, the good thing is I feel like most people, most clients, they, they obviously want, they've got some business goals they want to achieve. They've got, they want maybe a website redesign or something, but they also want to really enjoy the process. It's, and especially with what I do, because I'm a designer, um, a lot of what I do for them is quite fun because it's really fun seeing um, your business take on this whole new look uh, and your business and you're talking about business ideas, you're talking about how you can increase conversions and do all this amazing stuff. And it's a really positive experience. So what I really like about it is that um, you can make that experience just really good um, from the get go. So you can um, you can help them just really enjoy the process and make it something that they want to not only do again, but refer you to other people and say, oh, I had this really great experience working with Laura. You know, you should you should do it. And not only do we get this great result, but we had a good time doing it as well. So, so. What, are, what are some of your tricks? So I probably my my favorite one, I think, is just well, actually, there's, there's really two things. So my my main thing is, is make the process really repeatable and smooth. So I think a lot of the problem that people have comes from um, people assuming that clients know the design process. So they know how a project like this works. And a lot of the time clients are a little bit nervous, you know, hiring someone that they've never yeah. worked with before. So they're thinking, you know, this is potentially a lot of money and I, a lot's riding on this. So I really want it to be good. And so what I really wanted to do was from the get go, just make everything really clear as to what I was going to deliver for them, what's expected from them for me. And to just, or my goal is to never have them need to reach out to ask where the project's at or what's coming next or anything like that. So that's really, that's one thing. And that, to be honest, that's the main thing is just taking away that, just giving them the trust to, you know, be able to enjoy the process. Actually, that, that is, I'd interrupt you just for a second. That is one of the things that, um, that Troy, um, Troy Dean is, counts as a fail point with his projects is if the client is ringing up and asking where things are at, then his team's failed for that week because they haven't been communicating enough. So that's a, that's a it's um, putting process around that means that you can tick that box. Um, yeah. So I think that's really interesting as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people wait until um, the client, they, they kind of think, oh, I don't really have to do anything because the client's not bugging me about it yet. Um, whereas I think it's, it's better to take the opposite approach and just assume that the client's there, like wanting to see what you're doing and, you know, just almost over communicate with them, communicate more than you think that they want. And, you know, it's, it's the number one thing that stops things like micromanagement. So a lot of people struggle with feeling like their clients are just on their case all the time, wanting to know what they're doing, where they are, you know, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. this stuff. But um, I find that micromanagement only really comes from their own insecurity about what's happening with this project. So if you're just communicating with them really frequently, um, and one thing I do, which is, I found really helpful, 
is every Monday morning, and I tell them this before the project starts, that every Monday yeah. morning, they're going to get an email from me saying what I did um, last week, what I'm planning on doing this week, and then what I need from them. And it's also, yeah. it's a nicely formatted email, so it's really easy to skim. It's not yeah. like huge chunks of text, bullet points, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I send that every Monday, although having said that, I, I now actually do daily <laughs> because, wow. um, like I said, I don't do, I don't do take on as many client projects anymore. Yeah. So now I, now I take on one project, but I work really intensely. Yeah. But back when I was working with a few clients weekly was, you know, Super weekly cool. was more than enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I've actually got, that's exactly what our project manager has a format you know, it's like, what did we get done last week? What are we doing right now and this week? And what do we need from you? What are some action points? And um, in order to keep it moving forward. Um, and it is, it's really simple. It's just a template and you really only have to put in about four lines. Um, but just sending that off makes all the difference. And we have had yeah. this, we've had um, feedback, which is like, Cass, thank you. This has been one of the easiest processes because of that because of those emails and it's so simple to do. Um, yeah. So it's nice to know we're on board with the same things. <laughs> hey, um, so uh, like there's a lot going on when you, I mean, when you're working on one or two projects at one time, it's, it's pretty easy to, to take care of all that stuff. But quite a lot of our, um, our members in our community will have like multiple projects and things going on. Um, you, you've got, um, obviously your own set of tools and things that you've used in the past, but a lot of this has kind of inspired you. I, I can only assume to take things a little bit further and make your own product that takes care of or handles a lot of this. Do you want to tell us about, uh, about client portal? Yeah. So client portal was something that I made when I was working with my clients to, it was something I made for myself. Um, I didn't ever really intend to sell it. Um, I only started selling it when I realized that other people really wanted this. Um, and where it came from, it, it kind of stems from what you were talking about, a little bit about managing multiple projects. So I used to have a lot of projects on at any one time. And I thought, okay, I can either hire someone or farm out the design work to another, uh, another freelancer, or I can figure out how to systemize my client process. Um, and I really didn't want to, I, I don't want to hire. Um, it's just not for me. I don't want to become an agency. And I didn't really like the idea of farming out design work because, you know, there's the whole quality control issue and it just sounded like a headache. So I decided to systemize it. So what I did was I went through my, um, my whole client process and I noted down every tiny detail from every email that gets sent to every deliverable that gets, that happens and just every interaction between them. And I tried to see what I could, what was repeatable, what was common in every single project. Yeah. And that's kind of how Client Portal came about. So I realized that I was really giving the same deliverables to every single client. The only thing that was changing was, you know, obviously the design would be different, but yeah. there would still be a design. Yeah. Um, so I made this portal, which what happens is that the client logs into your website, they get a little login, they get presented with this really nice dashboard where they see their whole project in front of them. So they see every deliverable that's upcoming. Um, they see every deliverable that's um, currently in progress and they see every deliverable that's been completed. Wow. And you just have a little section at the top just to see, just to say things about your availability and you know, when your next phone call is and just stuff like that. But it's a really, really lightweight bit of software that you use with WordPress to just give your clients that, um, 
you know, really nice experience, but just a really handy thing that they can bookmark and see at a glance where their project is at any given time. And can I, can I ask, did you end up working with developers to put that together or did you do it yourself? Um, kind of. So I, I designed my, I designed my website and I got developers to code it. Um, then what I did was I kind of took bits of my website to kind of hack together this dashboard that I was going to use. Um, and it was just, it was just plain HTML, CSS. It was yep. really basic. And I had to go into the code to actually make one of these portals. When I put it up for sale, I knew most people were using WordPress and they wanted a WordPress plugin. Um, so what I did is I put it up for sale and they said, Hey, um, I'm basically going to use this, these pre-sales. I'm going to give you a really discounted rate and I'm going to use this to fund the development. Um, so what I did was I, I took those pre-sales and I hired an amazing developer. Um, You're a do... clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to do the plugin because I was nervous about, I, I could have put my own money into it, but I, I wanted that validation as well. That's almost like reverse crowdfunding. I like it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> We've made the yeah. thing, now pay for it so I can make it better. Yeah, exactly. So they got access to their HTML and I'm like, you know, I, I know that this is probably, you can use this out of the box now, but soon we're going to have a WordPress plugin. And, you know, it meant that the sales went really well and it meant that I could actually invest a bit more than I was thinking into awesome. the development of the WordPress plugin to make it even better. So that's amazing. Uh, yeah, it went really well. I'm glad I asked that question. I didn't actually script you up for that question. So thank you for taking that one as we went along. <laughs> no problem. Surprise. Um, <laughs> So I'm just going to like, because the, the, I guess the reason I asked of that is like, how did you make the interface and then did you get it developed? Um, leads me into my next question, um, which is, and, and it touches, I guess, a little bit on what you said earlier about um, clients not really having a clue what the design process is, what the development process is. Um, but also like, like, us understanding usability for our customers and our um, and their visitors, their their clients. Um, how important do you think it is for designers and developers to be putting themselves into the client's shoes? I think it's I think it's really important. I think it's pretty crucial. And the good thing about it is that putting yourself in other people's shoes is is kind of the job of a designer and a developer in a way. Because, you know, whatever you're making, you're making something for someone. So you're making something for, you know, customers who are going to buy your product. You're making it for users who are going to use your product. Um, so it's, it's usually relatively easy for designers and developers to put themselves in their clients' shoes because they've got so much experience doing that day-to-day -day anyway. Um, I think it's really important. I think a lot of people don't often think to do it because, you know, they're focused on their their craft and they're focused on the project um, and the client sometimes comes as a bit of an afterthought. And I was guilty of this as well. Um, you know, I was just so focused on, Oh, you know, I've got to get this design perfect. And I wasn't really thinking about the experience that the client was having with me. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty, it's pretty crucial. And when, and when you start doing that, it's, it's not something that's particularly hard to do. It just takes a really small mindset shift. Um, and yeah, there's a ton of benefits. Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit, um, it is a little bit of a, a shift. And like often one of the things I have to educate my customers on is that we're not building the website for them so much as we're building the website for their customers 
to get exposure to them and to kind of facilitate what their customers need or as a marketing engine for their customers to then contact them. So it's often like our customers come to us with a certain set of needs and then I have to ask them, how does this fit with your business goals and how does that uh, align with how your, your customers are going to experience you through your website? And then you kind of tip it on its head. It's like the customer who, who comes to you and they, they say, oh, our website doesn't work. Um, we need to rebuild it. And you kind of, you look at the website and it hasn't had much traffic. So you don't actually even know if it's working or not because no one's actually been experiencing to start with. And you then have to go back and say, well, actually the issue is not that the website doesn't work. It's that your marketing of the website doesn't work. So there's a whole other problem that they've got that they didn't even know that they had. They just assumed that the website wasn't working. And sometimes the website isn't the problem. So it's a really interesting mindset to go, okay, what are the core objectives that the client has for their clients using their website? What are the, the, what is the website facilitating for the client? Like what jobs is it taking off their, their table? And then how are you able to interpret those needs and then give your client the experience of working with you to solve those two sets of needs? Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the hardest things is, um, is, a kind of educating clients that the website isn't for them it's for their customers and you touched on a really interesting point when you said um, that sometimes clients will come to you saying I need a redesign my website isn't working and there's no traffic coming to their website so you know a redesign isn't going to help you there Um, and when I first started freelancing I would just take on any project because I was like you know it's just work that's what I'm doing Um, and then I realized that well I'm actually my job is to help people's businesses succeed so I ended up telling a lot of people look I I don't I'm not going to take on this project because I think there are other things that you need to work on Um, what I would recommend is working on these yourself and then coming back when you've got um, I usually say use revenue from whatever you're selling to hire me right I don't want it to be out of their pocket because sometimes they'll come with savings or something and I really don't like that (laughs) I'm like you need to validate that this is something that people want um, and you don't need to hire anyone to do that this is all stuff that yeah it's kind of it takes time and it it can be hard and you might find that you know you've actually gone down the wrong route with whatever you're selling Um, but it's so much better than plugging money into you know hiring someone when the initial idea just isn't working or it's not in front of the right people. And yeah, so I, I really, I really like that point. That you made. Yeah. And I think as a, as like working as a consultant, you have a duty of care to kind of help them get to their final, you know, whatever their, their business goals are. And their business goals might not actually be reliant on that website at that point in time. And it is hard to say no to someone who just wants to give you money to make something that you can see, yeah, sure, it can be done better, but is it going to solve their problem? They're just going to be more frustrated. It doesn't matter how many, you know, how 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 many nice experiences that they have with you as a provider. If at the end of the day in you know their business goals aren't going to be met, then you there's still a, you know, there's still going to be a um a fair bit of the client feeling like 
things haven't worked the way that they wanted. So yeah, and ultimately I, I, the blame's going to be on you because yeah. you know they're going to think I paid for this redesign and it didn't work and it, it didn't work. It's and, like, it's, and then then they haven't even really learned the lesson that it, no, it no. wasn't. The redesign was never going to solve your problems. Yeah. Um. So you know, and then you don't get any referrals because they think that you can't do your job, and it's just it's just a really I, I wouldn't ever tell someone like not to take on a, a project because I know that, um, you know, every, people have got to eat. <laughs> They've got to yeah, pay rent. Yeah, we've got to pay like rent. That. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wouldn't say never, ever take on, you know, a project. Yeah. But if you can help it, I would try and steer away from those particular clients. It's, it's, it's a little bit of that education again. It's like if you in full conscience can say, um, yeah, I think that's definitely going to help you. And like, I think we can w help, but it doesn't hurt to say, but in addition to this, we, we can do this project. I'm absolutely happy to do this project. But in addition to this, um, you're going to need to get your digital marketing on or you're need to going to get to need your, you know, SEO um, up to scratch in order to bring those that traffic to the website so that people can see it. You're going you're gonna to do them a better service by just, making sure they're aware that there's there's steps that they need to take it's not just about turning it on because my my thing with websites is doesn't matter how pretty it is nothing happens when you turn a website on absolutely nothing it's just there where it wasn't there before but nothing happens yeah. until you get the peripheral stuff happening um yeah. so we've yeah. we've very like gone off the path again and i knew this would happen because it always does but it's always fun to talk about you know the, the little angles where where business goals and usability takes you. But I did want to just pull it back a little bit and just talk about um, about your, others, your, your other project, um, which is Design Academy. So just so tell, in your own words, what's Design Academy? So at the minute, it's a completely free resource um, which helps developers learn how to design without turning them into a designer. So it came about because a lot of my, most of my clients were actually developers and they wanted to work with a designer to, you know, help them with their website or even with their clients or something like that. Um, and what I realized is all the developers I was working with, they all had these really cool side projects that they wanted to turn into products. Um, and they were just lacking the, just a really basic design principle uh, knowledge just to make something that looks decent right? It's, it's not going to win any awards, but they just want something to look decent. Um, so I wanted to create something that could help them create good design without having to hire a designer so they can get their side projects up and running and they can hopefully start, you know, making some money from it and then do the thing which we were talking about earlier. And when you've got enough revenue, maybe then hire a designer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the minute it's a free resource, but I'm turning it into a course um, early next year. So yeah, that's Design Academy. So uh... Like, it, it sounds intriguing. I'm going to go and have a look at it and, I'm, you know, <laughs> get all over that. Um, the, the site is beautiful, by the way, which seems important when <laughs> it's about design. <laughs> but all the redesign stuff, it, so. All right. Well, all of the stuff that I've encountered of yours is, is quite, um, quite elegant and intuitive, which is important. Um, yeah, how do you teach design principles to developers? Like, what are, what would what are the is it is it about is it kind of just about get, getting the, the the basics of color and structure or is it a little bit more about usability 
Kind of. So it's a bit of both. Um, I definitely have a strong focus on usability, but what I, what I do is I, I don't teach the typical design course where you go through color theory and all that stuff, because when I was learning to be a designer, that wasn't even helpful for me. So it's not going to be helpful for a developer. Um, so what I teach is I teach more of a, I call it debugging design. So it's learning how to identify the issues in a design and slowly go through one by one and fix them until you've got something that looks decent. So um, I take a really practical approach to it, you know, like no fluff, you know, not pretentious in any way. Um, and I have sort of a, in the course that I'm creating, I've been, I've been basically screen recording all of the client work that I've been doing. Um, the good, the bad, you know, they can see, you know, where I've gone wrong, where I've gone, where I've done something right. Um, so they can actually like look over my shoulder and see how I design. And I think that's going to be really helpful because the design process isn't, a lot of people see it as this thing that you can either do or you can't, you have to be really talented to do it. And I'm not talented in the slightest. I've just persevered with it for a really long time. And when you, what you'll see is when you look at the stuff that I'm designing is you'll see how, um, not really messy the process is, but you'll see, um, how I start with something, the first thing I do looks terrible. It looks really bad every time. I would be so embarrassed to ever show it. And I'm kind of nervous about showing it. Um, but what you'll see is you'll then see me go through. And once I've got the basic structure there, you'll see me go through and you'll see it just slowly kind of keep improving every single time until I've got something that looks good. And a lot of people think that when you do design, you just create something that looks good. You just start at the top no. and it just looks good for the bottom. And no. it just doesn't work like that. No. So that's the kind of process that I'm taking um, in terms of how to teach it. So You're reverse engineering that as well. You are a clever, <laughs> clever woman. I am um, I'm excited. I'm going to go and have a look at that as well. Um, I wish I had cool. beforehand. But it was actually, I was so client, like focused on client portal. I completely had, had briefed over that. And I was like, wow. Um, so like to take away, because we've jumped around a lot in this interview, but it's been fun because I'm getting a, a like, I, I think a lot of us do this thing where we start at one point with uh, where we think we're going with our freelance businesses and we end up in some completely different, different space. Like, um, I, I have, have kind of done the, 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 the move from just, graphic design like I thought I was just going to do graphic design website uh, graphic design and then people asked me to hack at their WordPress websites and so I did a bit of that and then I ended up learning how to do WordPress websites and then I focused that back into design and then I ended up wanting to do business like make biz good business and I ended up with WP Elevation and now I coach for them but now I'm taking my I'm, I'm like reworking my entire business approach to being able to streamline everything that I've learned over doing 10 week uh, websites into like two day websites. So it's like, yeah. I think that we, we, we often take a jump around and you've kind of gone from, you know, being working in an agency to then working as a freelancer, identifying the problems you have working as a freelancer versus like client working with clients in an agency, sorted that out then go on, I can make a product out of that and are now teaching people the principles of good design based on your experience of bad design and, and your own processes. So very, very cool uh, little evolution. And I look forward to um, seeing where the rest of it, where the rest of it goes. What is next on your, we'll call it roadmap, 
for both your projects. Is there anything new going on or is, is that it for you at the moment? Yeah, so there's always there's always new stuff. It's it's mainly I'm so I'm, my main focus is Client Portal and Design Academy. So Client Portal, I'm just about to release a new update in um, early next year cool. uh, with a completely new version where I've got a bunch of um, features that have been needing to get in there for a while. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then design next year is going to be design academy year because that's the year I'm going to really um, work almost full time on that and get a really good solid course up um, and start doing that. So I'm, I'm really excited about doing that. This this year has been a lot of um, travel, a lot of conference speaking and stuff like that. So I haven't got as much done as I wanted, but it's been it's been good. But I'm really excited for next year. What um what conferences do you talk at? Um, I speak at a lot of developer conferences, so Great. I recently did two Laracons, yeah. um, Smashing Conference, um, awesome. things like that, and yeah, a, a lot of those. And then I've been also attending a lot of business conferences as well, just to kind of like, network and things like that, um, and just learn about how to, I was never, in, I, I never thought um, Client Portal would end up being a product, so that was a kind of a, a surprise to me that that ended up happening, so I've had to learn on the fly for a lot of that, so yeah, just lots of fun conferences. Oh, darling, that all sounds excellent, and I am going to, um, to stalk you myself on social <laughs> and keep an eye on where you're at, but um. In the meantime, thank you so much for spending some time with me on the WP Elevation podcast. Where is the best place for our audience to get hold of you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. Um, that's where I'm most active. It's at Laurium, so L-A-U-R-I-U-M. Yep. Um, if you want to learn more about client experience, I've written a short free course on it. Um, so you can go to clientexperiencecourse.com to see that. Um, and then if you're interested in learning design if you're a developer and you want to learn design if you're a designer and you want to learn some design you can go to designacademy.io awesome stuff thank you again and um and i look forward to uh to seeing the new iteration of client portal guys all of our uh those those um links for laura elizabeth will be put on the show notes for the website on the website I hope that you all enjoyed this episode of the WP Elevation podcast as much as I did. You can visit wpelevation.com to review the notes for this episode. You can leave your comments and ask Elizabeth any questions that you like, as well as download the cheat sheet cheat sheet for the tools that we use here at WP Elevation. If you love what we are doing here with the podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. It really helps us spread the word. And you can do so by visiting wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we look forward to your company in the next episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Until then, go elevate. <laughs>